Hello, all sentient beings, and welcome to Transmissions Podcast, where we talk all Hasbro, Takara, and third party. Transformers! On this episode, we take a look at an upgrade kit for Legacy Laser Optimus Prime. More vintage Beast Wars releases are coming. And a planet-sized Funko Pop? It's going to be an exclusive for SDCC. Today is Wednesday, June 22nd, 2022, and this is episode 491 of Transmission. Welcome to Transmissions, the podcast that has never given tours of TFCon. Wait, you have a video of me giving a tour of TFCon? Uh, yes, we've given tours of TFCon. I'm your host, Charles, a.k.a. Big C, and I'm joined by the excellent Transmissions team. Jeremy, a.k.a. Yakko. Hello there. Creator, producer, and star of Empire of Rust, editor Mike. Well, hello, good listeners. I'm happy to see you. And Daryl, the Cybertronian Beast. Hi there. Let's talk Transformers. As always, we start the show off by thanking our Donatrions, those lovely people who support us on Patreon and PayPal. We really appreciate you continuing to help keep the show going. And, uh, you know, it's it's because of you that we keep the lights on and uh, we keep the machine humming and podcasts coming. So thanks so much for that support. If you are not a Donatron and would like to become one, just go to transmissionspodcast.com slash support and that is where you can sign up Uh, this week we have a new episode of empire of rust our transformers live play rpg podcast this is episode 78 going up on the free feed transmissionspodcast.com slash rust this episode is titled prime time so uh, this is already in your feed came out monday june 20th so as you are listening to this you should already have access to it this is a big one. Uh, I, I think, uh, Mike, I think this is probably the, the the biggest cameo of Empire of Rust and Empire of Rust history so far, right? I mean, this, this is kind of a, a big deal, a big get for you guys. Yeah, you know, it uh, it took us a while to cast them, but uh, but you know what? It, uh, it, it, worked out for, it worked out well for us, you know? It was a good get. All right, yeah, and this is starting off a brand new uh, story arc for our crew as they re- have returned to Cybertron, and uh, I think they're they're looking to uh, avenge uh, one of their fallen comrades here. If you're uh, if you're looking for jumping on points, you know that jumping on point that's uh, that's always exciting. I think this is the start of a new story arc, so maybe jump on right here. It's uh, I think uh, you know if you're a new listener, maybe maybe check it out, see if you like it. We're always trying to get those, those, you know, those hard to get new listeners, right? <laughs> always need to get a good jumping on point for, uh, for, for new listeners or for people named Daryl, you know, either way. <laughs> oh, I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm waiting for, uh, for the episodes that, uh, that speak to me, that, uh, they jump, they have to jump out to me. <laughs> I think I'm going to have to make an episode just called the Daryl jumping on point. <laughs> or say Daryl listen to this one <laughs> I like that Empire of Rest episode 93 Daryl listen to this one <laughs> it definitely speaks to him 
Speaking of Daryl, Daryl's been busy in in the podcast minds, uh, making some quality content, and uh, we've got some some special episodes coming out soon. So, Daryl, with the first one's coming out this week, what's going on? Yeah, so uh, I got uh, um, uh, reluctantly uh, given free time, so I've been uh, <laughs> I've I've been at at the uh, at the house here, uh, just, uh, pumping away at the, at making some uh, more podcast content than, uh, you know, um, I'm, I might not be the, uh, the best at editing, but, uh, I can produce the shit out of the content so I can make, uh, I can make tons of content for us. And the, uh, I've had a few ideas cooking in the old brain basket for a few years here. And one of them has been this particular episode. So I put out a call on, uh, on a couple Facebook groups and, uh, for, um, somebody in the uh the psychological realm uh cuz i wanted to have a deep conversation somebody you know you guys are good you I mean charles you're a doctor jeremy you know uh jeremy you're a, you're a you're a, a an engineer of some kind you have uh, you know engineering degree no well you're you know you're a smart guy you're computer okay. computer savvy uh, and mike you're yeah. you're a real nice guy um and- <laughs> i knew it was coming <laughs> knew it was coming um but uh i needed i needed somebody with with some real brains here um so uh so i reached out and got in touch with a uh a social worker currently in in school for their uh their clinical degree um and uh i uh, got in touch with izzy franzizi who uh who like i said is a social worker and we we did a real deep dive into the mind of a collector so it's not we're she is a, uh, a Transformers fan as well. So she came to uh, us through the, the, one of the Transformers Facebook fan groups. And, uh, and we, uh, are, we did a real deep dive into uh, what it's like to be a collector. So it's not specific on Transformers, but we reference Transformers quite a bit because obviously we're both Transformers fans. But this, is, uh, this could be, you know, a... a Hot Wheels fan. This could be a GI Joe. This could be a, a, a fan of a, of a sports team. You know, we, you know, you could be in any kind of fan group and, and this is, would relate to, to that, that person. Um, but, uh, I was really interested in getting this, this conversation done because this is a, a topic that's been, like I said, has been really bouncing around in my brain for a long time. So we're going to have this episode out, uh, later this week, uh, on Thursday. So tomorrow, um, uh, the 23rd. So you should look for it there and um it's about an hour so uh we've got uh, we've got this one and then we've got a couple um i'm not entirely sure what we're calling them but we've uh i'm sitting down with a few uh with a few recognizable names in in the transformers podcast sphere and uh and we're going to uh, pump out a couple of those episodes too so uh yeah like i said i've i've had a little bit more time here and uh, i'm trying to uh, produce a little bit more content for the show and we'll see how fast we can get this stuff out but uh, this one I've really been excited about, and uh, and I hope everyone likes it. I mean, having listened to it myself, I, I think this is a really good show. Um, it's it's like goes into like the different kinds of collectors, not just like why. It's just like some people are this type of collector, some people are this type, and it was just it was really neat listening to it. I, I thought you did a great job. Well, I appreciate that. Is uh, you know. As someone who uh, who competed in a podcasting competition, I I, I appreciate your opinion on that. It's uh, it's high praise. So, yeah. 
Awesome. So everyone will get a chance to check that out uh, tomorrow. So yeah, let us know what you think. And if you want to hear more of these kinds of special episodes, let Daryl know. Mm-hmm. All right. And with that, we will jump into the toy topics. All right. And we're going to start off uh, the show with something that, uh, well, it should have been in uh, a convention news, but uh, I pulled it out of there because it's too good to, to just leave in convention news. We've got a San Diego Comic-Con exclusive for this year. And if you missed out on the HasLab Unicron and you thought, you know, maybe if it comes back around, I'm going to get myself one. Well, it's coming back around, but in Funko Pop form. So, you know, it's, uh, it looks like the HasLab Unicron, but it's, uh, it's those Funko Pops again. So if, if you're a fan of Funko Pops and, uh, and you liked uh, the HasLab Unicron or missed out on it the first time around, then, uh, then get ready to be able to buy one here. Uh, the SDCC, uh, 2022, uh, is offering a Transformers and Funko Pop exclusive Unicron. It is jumbo sized, 10 inches tall. Uh, my tape measure here for all of us, you know, who are in the modern day, that is uh 25 and a half centimeters. So there you go. That's a big Funko. Um, and, uh, I'm just trying to see if we've got any kind of pricing on it here. Uh, I don't think we do yet. Um, but, uh, it will be available in the, uh, through the, uh, GameStop, uh, site, uh, as well, just because that's, uh, um, something that the GameStop uh, is able to do. So that's uh, in the U.S. And I'm assuming the Canadian side through GameStop as well. Um, and then in the U.K., you'll be able to find it in um, a store called Game. In France, it's Micromania. Uh, in uh, Germany, Austria, and Switzerland, it, uh, as well as Ireland and Italy, it'll all be GameStop as well. So, yeah, very cool. Um, yeah, I don't see anything about it being any kind of pricing yet on it. But uh, uh, if you're a, a fan of the Funko Pops, uh, and, uh, these 10 inch, uh, sized ones, uh, you know, the pricing on these things, uh, generally is, is, uh, significantly higher than the, the little, the little guys. So, uh, these are pretty cool. Uh, I'm not a huge pop fan, but this is Unicron. So, uh, Jeremy, uh, you've, you've got a Unicron sitting there in your house. What about a Funko version? Uh, I don't know. I'm not the biggest Funko fan. Um, it, it looks cool. And I was just looking the jumbo pops that i'm seeing on amazon regularly go for around 40 dollars us being that this is a convention exclusive it's probably gonna be a little more yeah but for for a 10 inch funko pop 40 dollars is not bad i mean this this looks pretty detailed compared to what i typically see from funko pop and it you know the the funko collectors that are also transformers fans are gonna love it i'm just I'm not the biggest Funko fan. So I, I'm happy that it exists. I'm happy that conventions are back and we're able to get these exclusives again. But it, it, it's just not for me, which means that there's one more for a scalper to get. Mm. Yeah, these will be heavily scalped. Right on, Mike. Um, do you uh, Do you buy any of these Funko Pops? Nah, I don't. I'm just not really into the the whole Funko Pop scene. I'm not gonna begrudge anyone the opportunity to get something like this. And you know, like Jeremy said, it is kind of 
cool looking. It's got some some nice detail to it, and a a ten inch figure is you know it's a ten inch figure. It's nothing wrong with that. But yeah, Funkos just aren't really for me. I will say that I am very glad that they didn't put this behind some stupid like NFT wall, like paywall or something. So that's good, I suppose. Yeah, but but yeah, it, it's not really for me. If I really wanted a, a Unicron, I would have went in with uh, on the actual uh, Haslab Unicron or gone like a cell or something like that. But you, yeah. you want one? I give you a good deal on one. <laughs> Talk to me. Uh, talk to me afterwards. We'll see how much you can get for it. <laughs> but yeah, right on. Like I said, not not quite for me. But I don't begrudge people the the chance to have something that they like. And Charles, I know you do already have a Haslab Unicron, and um, did uh, you know you've got it there in your in your room there? But you got uh, another spot in in your house for something a little smaller. <laughs> yes, but not Funko Pops. <laughs> okay um yeah i've i've never been a fan of funko pop so uh, this doesn't really interest me at all i mean it's it's it does i mean uh, it does look like unicron with a funko pop face so i guess that's fun for funko fans but i've you know i've always my my main complaint with the funko pops is the dead eyes on the human looking funkos but i guess with transformers it's a little bit different since their eyes are always have always been solid colors so that's not a problem mm-hmm. but uh you know i'm just you know fun funko pops are not for me i'm not i mean uh, my my collector uh brain is turned off by funko pops and i and i, I have no interest in going down that road I think we actually need to find a Transformers Funko collector, like someone who really enjoys this well, stuff and actually have uh, him on the show. I mean, TFT on Mike does yep. like, he's a yeah. big Funko fan. Oh, yep. he's had that. us on, so we should probably yeah, get him on and talk about it. Him. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. 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 We can definitely have him on and he can go through the, uh, the pros of, of being a Funko collector. But, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, like uh, like everyone has basically said, uh, you know, for those of the, those of you who are into this uh, Funko uh, stuff, then uh, you know, good luck getting it. It's going to be a, a you know a very popular figure out there for uh, those in the fandom and those outside the fandom, uh, because you know Funko collectors are uh, insatiable, so they'll buy it even though they're outside of the Transformers yeah. fandom. Um, I mean, I did try to get the the one time I, I got to go to New York Comic Con, I did try to get a Funko exclusive, and it was impossible. Yeah, uh, to just get in the line and everything—it's just insane. Yeah. So hopefully the GameStop stuff lets more people get access to it. I assume so, but uh, we'll you know we'll see. Um, but uh, yeah, that's it. That's all I got this week. Uh, Jeremy, what say you? Uh, I have a couple things from Doctor Wu. The first thing here is a legend, or it's a MicroMaster scale Megatron called menace king this is dwe 25 i'm guessing the micromaster scale are the the really tiny ones like the ones i i showed off of a couple months ago uh this is a g1 styled megatron that does transform into his um walther ppk um or sorry walther p38 pistol with the attachment like the shoulder attachment um and and the silencer and everything. Um, 
the actual robot does just transform into the pistol and then you have the add-ons. But this scale and the stuff from Dr. Wu continue to just impress the hell out of me. Um, I mean, th- this is just a great prototype right now, but the sculpting, like particularly the face, um, the midsection, just really good details. I mean, and th- these are tiny, tiny figures. Like, I don't know how many in your, your uh, space point sterile it is, but they, they are tiny. They are like, you know, maybe an inch or an inch and a half. I don't know, but to, to get the, that detail in this size and have it transform and you have the add-ons, it is just, you know, impeccable. And this is one I will probably end up getting because I have the Optimus Prime. I need to get the Megatron that goes with it. Um, one, you know, little thing because of the size, the the trigger is actually kind of on a, a solid piece. It's just molded in. But you can't really blame them for that. I mean, it's not like it would be functional anyway. But I, I just, I am really impressed with this gray prototype here. Um. The other thing I have to talk about is a Legend of Scales um, Sandstorm. Also, uh, it, this is produced by Dr. Wu. It was developed by um, by Mechanic Toy. Uh, like, they designed it. Uh, it is MS-36 Sand Leopard. And this is a G1 toy-styled uh, Sandstorm. And he is a triple changer. And I think it looks really good. It, it, I mean... This is just legend of scale. It's not the super tiny, but you could not really tell in the, um, in like, what is it? Like a, a doom buggy type, uh, vehicle mode. You can rarely tell that he also has a helicopter alt mode. And just like the, the other side, like in the helicopter alt mode, you see like a tire in the back as like, a uh, um, just in the back end. But it hides all the modes very well. And the robot mode also looks great. So both of these toys just are just really impressing me. And they're both great prototypes. So we'll see when they get the paint job done on them. But I am so impressed with with both of these. Um, Mike, let's start with you. Uh, What are your thoughts on these two figures? Oh, my God. I love the look of that Sandstorm figure. That is just beautiful i'm gonna echo what you just said there i mean i i get that there's some like photography tricks happening on here to really you know not show the the helicopter parts but you know even from what they're showing though like there's there is almost no indication that there's a completely separate mode off of that that dune buggy I'm, I mean, I'm looking at it and there's like a couple of small little pieces here and there that I can see. Yeah, as you can see a rotor out. in the back from one angle, but yep. You can see a rotor in the back. You can see a little bit of the, the curvature of the front of the helicopter along the back wheels in the dune buggy mode. And I think the, like the sidebars of the dune buggy is the same as those little extensions on the helicopter on the, on the sides like pontoons or something like whatever they're so supposed to be. I think it's just like extra yeah. kibble bits, but still, I mean, it is, it is an incredibly uh, changed up uh, alt mode on both of these. And it just, it looks really spectacular. 
Uh, I don't really like I haven't picked up much of of any kind of legend scale stuff and I don't have anything from Dr. Wu at all. Um if I if this was cheap enough, I might consider picking this up cuz it is a nice. really amazing really really amazing looking figure. Cool. You have any thoughts on the Megatron? Uh yeah, I mean it's it's okay. It's <laughs> I I like the fact that at least I, if I'm if I'm thinking of the scale correctly on this, you can have a uh, a, a standard kind of deluxe size figure holding a pistol Megatron, which I don't think we have really seen. There was a Legends Megatron that I've gotten, like some larger scale, like a like a Commander class scale figure to hold and to look good, but. I mean, for the most part, like the I've never seen a transforming Megatron that would work well with uh, deluxe or Voyager size figures. This would be even smaller than Legends. I'm getting it right now. um, One to to look at and trying to find something to compare it to. Yeah, like I'm not actually seeing like any size, uh, any size measurements or any comparisons on the, the photos that we that I'm seeing in this article here. but. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm hoping that it is small enough to actually be like that scale. And if it is, that that'd be pretty found, cool. Found, I have a tape measure as well. Uh, <laughs> I just found it. Oh man, both um, you and Daryl have tape measures. Mine does not have the space points on it. Just, it's real measure. Oh, yours is the um, normal they, stuff. I got you. Yeah, they in robot mode. My sound wave is two inches tall. Okay. So. As an Very American, crazy. I know exactly how tall that is. That's five centimeters for the rest of the world. <laughs> <laughs> five centimeters. That's pretty tiny. Mm-hmm. Pretty tiny. Yeah, I think I think my so my opinion on it, I think is it depends on how big his gun mode is. If he can be held by a Voyager or a Deluxe. I'm down for this. If not, mm-hmm. it's a pass for me. It's still a, okay. a really neat engineering, like a neat marvel of engineering that they're able to get some in that small transform that well. But yeah, it's really going to depend on on how interactive it is with the rest of my my collection. Yeah, that's understandable. All right, uh, Charles, what are your thoughts on these two guys? Yeah, these are both really uh, cool figures. Um, I had G1 Sandstorm when I was a kid, so Sandstorm has a special place in my heart as one of the few triple changers I had back in the day. So it's nice to see an update. And, uh, you know, I'm also a fan of the Legends class, size class uh, figures. So third party Legend Sandstorm looks very cool. Uh, also, the Megatron is just, I, I, I kind of want the Megatron just for the sheer. Uh, complexity or impossibility of it is getting getting the gun mode and that's such a small figure and he looks really good too i mean the it, the megatron looks really nice it doesn't look like it's really compromising on you know and any of the look or in robot mode so i'm curious how that thing pegs together puts together and how like do i need tweezers to to transform it <laughs> it's, uh so i i think both of these are, are really strong entries here Awesome. Uh, and Daryl, what are your thoughts? I think they both look great. Um, the, uh, 
the Megatron, uh, I mean, you're right. It's, it's tiny. And the, what they're able to pull off in this mi- like micro legend scale is, is really, um, really impressive. Uh, you know, if, if this thing is, I can't imagine this one would be paired with anything else with all the other, you know, do ads that it com- comes with the, to do the combination gun mode stuff. So, you know, it'd be a really interesting little kind of pickup at a convention kind of thing. Um, but it's, it's really quite impressive. Uh, I'd have nothing for it to go with cause I don't, I don't even have the Optimus Prime for this uh, set, but, uh, it'd be an, an interesting kind of combo just to get the, the Optimus and the Megatron. Yeah. Um, I mean, they, they do sell traditionally sell these in two packs. So it wouldn't surprise me if they did an Optimus Megatron, but two didn't pack. the Optimus come with a trailer too? So it would, you know, kind of be by itself. It, it did. But you know, if you're going to add them up, you can re-release it without the trailer and just have the two. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I do, I do like this. Um, <clears throat> the sandstorm is, it's very impressive. Uh, so yeah, to see this thing in, in all three modes and you're right, it's, it's, it's quite a marvel. Um, I just can't get the, uh, can't get the stink of mechanic toy out of my, my, my mouth here. It's just the, the, the company that, uh, you know, steals art, you know, this mm. is, this is them. And, and yeah, they're, you know, their designs, these are, this is definitely not a stolen design because this is, this is fully new. Um, you know, although I do see a lot of, a lot of resemblance to the G1 design here, but, uh, I mean, it's, you know, I can, I can totally see why they would use, you know, that kind of stuff. But, um, but the, um, the company that steals art is, is just, I mean, it just kind of sticks with you, you know, and, and yeah. it's a very impressive design. I'll give them that. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I just, whenever I see mechanic toy or mechanic studio, um, I just, I can't, ca- I can't stop myself from thinking that this, just this guy, this, this company is, it's, it can't be, it can't be that difficult to, to, to buy, you know, a piece of art to put on your, you know, display packaging. Um, so I don't know why they, 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 they spend all this money on, on creating, you know, very impressive, you know, molds like this. Um, but they, they stop short at, at buying a, a piece of art. Um, you know, that just, that boggles my mind, but yeah, it's very impressive. Do you think that's why they're, um, being produced through Dr. Wu? Maybe. Instead of McFan toys. I mean, I mean, still, I mean, it's, it's that, uh, it's that, that, that name, the me- me- mechanic toy that, uh, that needs to, uh, that they need to shed. Right. Maybe Dr. Wu mm-hmm. all along has been connected to mechanic toy. You know, maybe they share a, uh, um, you know, a, a similar, uh, uh, boss or, or something. I don't know. Uh, really, really that, uh, the, the back end of third party is, is something that's kind of always eluded me, but, um, there's really just one person in China that's really making all these, one guy. you know, <laughs> it, all these companies and stuff, it all comes down. It's just one person doing all this work. <laughs> All right. Well, that's everything I got this week. Um, Mike, what do you have? I got an upgrade kit for uh, the Legacy Laser Optimus Prime. Uh, So this is from DNA Designs. This is their DK37. Uh, And this is a really interesting upgrade kit because not only is it adding a, a lot of a lot of functionality that replicates the the old G2 laser prime like, base. It's also adding a ton of like extra stuff that 
is very reminiscent of the the Make Toys Battle Tanker figure that was released, oh, what, like 10, 15 years ago? So this is a, a, an incredibly interesting uh, upgrade kit. Uh, so you get a ton of stuff with this one. Uh, you get some leg fillers. You get some... Uh, you get uh, some new hands, some uh, with uh, some articulated fingers, uh, like kind of like mitten articulated fingers, not all individuals, but you still get some articulation on that. And uh, you get this kind of like grenade launcher thing that attaches to the front of the 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 tanker mode. I get a whole bunch of little connecting pieces, like missile thingies, like just like the front part of missiles that you just attach to the tanker. Uh, and a couple of uh, guns on here. So this is, uh, like I said, this is a very, very interesting and kind of a unique uh, add-on kit to this. So uh, I'm going to throw it off to, to you, Daryl, first. Uh, well, first, do you have the Legacy the Legacy Prime, and do you have the Make Toys Battle Tanker? Um, no. No, I don't. I don't have either one. Um, I have the G2 uh, Laser Optimus, and uh, I had uh, no interest in getting the uh, the, the Legacy Battle Tanker. Um, but uh, I like the look of this. Uh, it looks pretty awesome. The um, I can I can foresee this obviously being uh, you know kind of recolored for the uh, the Nemesis Prime that they're doing, obviously, or Scourge, whatever you want to. I think it's they've officially named him like it's or nemesis now, haven't they? Um, yeah, I think. I mean, you're, you yeah, just, I think so. They want Scourge to be associated with this, you know, the movie, the one guy. Yeah. So, yeah. So I think uh, nemesis is 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 going to get a recolor and uh, uh, or is getting his recolor and this being recolored for Scourge is probably or for nemesis is is a, is a definite. Um, I like the idea of all this uh, stuff being worn on the back. It, it looks pretty awesome. Um, it uh, it definitely <laughs> seems like a good use of a trailer because uh, it just kind of sits there when he's in robot mode. And if you can wear definitely. it as a as a gun, you know, backpack, then, uh, you know, it, it definitely makes a lot of use out of that. Um, I can I can say these kits, these DNA design uh, kits have been really good. Uh, I've used a lot of them in the past and uh, and pick them up for my figures. Uh, so if, uh, you know, whether or not I'm getting one, it, it shouldn't stop anybody else from getting it. It, it these kits are, are really, really great. And, um, and they, they do good work. DNA designs do a really, really, uh, uh, quality work over there for their kits. Nice. Charles, how about you? Do you have the legacy laser prime or the make toys battle tanker? nope <laughs> uh, bat and zero all right yeah i mean uh, these these are cool i i do like the look of these accessories i mean i, I especially like the laser optimus with the giant uh cannons there uh for the battle the tanker turned into giant cannons and then another cannon on his on his above his head that uh, you know it's 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 cool, um, but yeah, I, I I don't have plans on getting Laser Optimus, so uh, this is kind of lost on me. Um, Both but, of you uh, have failed me. <laughs> well, Jeremy's the big. I mean, well, he he's a Scourge fan, but Scourge is a repaint of Laser Optimus, so maybe maybe he'll be in for these. Well, that's why I saved the best for last. 
<laughs> Jeremy, how about you? I know you have a, a laser prime, just like yes. me. Uh, do you I don't have to make toys. No, you don't. Huh? All right. What do you think of this kit? You getting it for your laser prime? I, I don't know if I'm going to get it, but it does look really cool. Um, it probably depends on the price and uh, availability, but I, it's just it does a lot to the figure and I really, um, I do, do like the look of everything it does and just even just the hands themselves, you know, that that's great. But I, I saw recently how someone discovered how the trailer can come apart and he can kind of wear it and just, this takes it to the next level, just adding the handles for him to hold on to. And this is actually not even coming apart now that I'm looking at it. This is, he's just wearing the trailer. And when I think of, um, like this figure as Scourge or Nemesis Prime, I, I do kind of imagine a really heavily armored or, or weapon, you know, uh, just a guy that's ready to just take on all comers. And this looks really fun. Maybe if they do a nemesis version and I, um, I get a chance to get that figure when it eventually comes out, um, that might be what I go for and just keep the legacy Optimus prime kind of stock. But I, I am really impressed with what they do here. That'd be kind of a neat idea. It really would like push the differences like between the, the looks of the, the figures. You could add that kind of clean laser prime and this really badass looking nemesis prime. Mm-hmm. I'm really digging this kit. And assuming that it's not ridiculously overpriced, I, I'm pretty certain I'll be getting this because I have the laser prime and I have the battle tanker. Uh, and it's just, it, it feels like this kit was made for me. <laughs> so I, yeah. I really enjoy that. Uh, I mean, I will, well, actually, I'm looking at this now. Um... Yes, Source has this upgrade kit for thirty four ninety nine. That is incredibly reasonable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but the amount of plastic that that's well here, I love it. I love it. Thirty five for an upgrade kit that does a lot like this. Yeah, yeah. You know what? I'm I'm in for it. I'm in for it. Uh, the only thing I can really say that would have improved it is. If they did something to give it a little bit more of the some of the G2 stuff that the original Laser Prime came with, like he came with that giant like big missile launcher thing. Yeah. Uh, and that like weird pizza disc throwing gimmick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I would have liked it if they, they did something to kind of add that in there. Um, you know, it, it's not. I guess it's not a hundred percent necessary, but still have been kind of cool to see because they did a lot of stuff with the, the like battle station mode for the trailer that really did echo a lot of G2 stuff. Uh, and yeah, I wish they did a, a little, just maybe that one or two extra pieces to really get the, um, the, the original G2 stuff on there too. But I really do love the look and I, I'm really glad they, they were able to kind of put the, the trailer on the back there as this, as this kind of like super mode for, for prime, it really does, I think, bring the figure together very well. Maybe they could have added like a little bit something on the legs because the battle tanker figure had a, a similar thing where 
the tank the tanker part is sitting on his back and there's two extra pieces that sit on the side of his legs to give him a little bit extra bulk that would have been been kind of cool too but you know that's just nitpicking at this point the, the kid is is really a nice looking piece and yeah i think i'm going to be picking this up Well, that is it for me. Charles, why don't you uh, go ahead and bring us home? Okay, well, we have uh, some, this is a, uh, I guess, these are rumors. Uh, This is, you know, our intrepid uh, Transformers fans troll the uh, big box store uh, toy listings for upcoming toys, and then they, they tease out any new information. So, Walmart looks like is going to continue their vintage uh, Beast Wars releases. And we've got news of three releases coming very soon. Uh, so this is uh, Maximal K9 and Predacons, Iguanus and Pterosaur. So uh, if you are a fan of Beast Wars from the 90s and any of these three figures looking to you know, fill your, your collection there, they're they're coming soon. Um, I mean, I I recognize Pterosaur, of course, because he was on the cartoon, uh, the Beast Wars cartoon. But uh, I guess Canine and Iguanus were were toy only. But I, I think it, Iguanus did Iguanus get re uh, get? Uh, he was used in the R.I.D. two thousand one show. Yes, yeah. Was he was he Dark Scream or was he something else? I can't remember. Which one? Or slapper he was. or something? I don't know. Gaskunk. I think he might have, might have been Slapper, right? Or... Yeah, because because Gaskunk was the skunk, and this is this is a lizard thingy, right? I don't Listen, know. I don't know my animals. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. You're from Massachusetts. <laughs> we don't well, know our I, animals I, up here. <laughs> I guess, Mike. Let, let's start with you. Any any interest in these Beast Wars characters and getting re, vintage reissues? No. If I'm going to spend the money to get any more Beast Wars stuff, I'm just going to spend the money to get the original stuff. I mean, it it's yeah, it it, it they're 25 year old figures, but still, I'm not going to the. The, the engineering on on original Beast Wars figures is really not that different than engineering for for modern figures, especially if you're looking at like the like the the Scout and like the luck the luck size stuff. Granted, yeah, like some of the joints are different, but like if I saw this versus the original, like this, there's no difference in my mind. Whereas something like a G1 reissue with like a lot of that die cast and everything, that is something like all right, yeah, I might. Sp- splurge for like a reissue but for stuff like this no certainly not fair enough uh jeremy you're you're pretty big into beast wars any any interest in getting some of these reissues i mean it's clear that i'm not the number one beast wars fan um (laughs) in that i i don't really have a lot of original beast wars toys so this doesn't really do a lot for me um I man, I do appreciate it and it does kind of make sense sense particularly Pterosaur to release the original because they're also, you know, they have the Kingdom version and the um the Selects version that they just did. 
So it makes sense to do the original and um I don't know, I just I think it um it makes sense to get these figures out uh as the Beast Wars fans are kind of where G1 fans had been um wanting to see re releases of their figures. So you know, I'm just I like some of the modern beast figures, but I've just never really outside of like, I think I have maybe two or like two or three, like original beast wars molds. And even then one was universe re-release and one was a, a collector's club figure. So not really for me, but I'm happy that they're coming out. All right. And that takes us to Daryl, the actual number one Beast Wars fan on the podcast. Here we go. <laughs> uh, you've probably got all the the original <laughs> vintage uh, G1 Beast Wars toys of these characters. Uh, I guess probably you're not looking to replace them with these reissues. Uh, well, I know I have a canine and I'm pretty sure I have a pterosaur. Um, Iguanas is one of those figures that I, I just, I never really liked. Um, I don't, I'm, yeah, I, I have no connection to it. And the, uh, um, the, the vac metal chrome on, on the original figure is one of those ones that just, it doesn't stay real well. So it'd be interesting to see what they do with the uh, re-release. Cause you know, as we know from talking, you know, with Hasbro that vac metal chrome is not happening right now. So. You know, yeah. So what are they gonna do? Because this uh, this iguanas figure has has it. Um. So uh, yeah, we'll see what they do there. Um. But uh, you know, as as someone who has the original canine, it's a great figure. I like it. Um. And uh, and I think it's a, it's a nice figure to have. It definitely feels uh, like an early Beast Wars figure. Uh, Pterosaur. Pterosaur is a pain in the ass figure to find uh, in its original state. Um because it's just it's made poorly so if you find an original one it's likely missing a foot um or in some cases an entire leg um most of the time its arms are there but maybe missing the lower half of the arm it's one of those flip changer ones so um a lot of the times those figures were missing limbs uh, or components or pieces of limbs uh it's just it's not a great figure so uh if you are a big fan of pterosaur and uh just having a hard time finding an original one, just buy this one. It's going to be so much easier. Um, yeah. And yeah, you'll be able to deal with it there. Plus he has a gun, right? He has a gun that you'll never find anywhere. So um, yeah. So just, just buy this, uh, this one here. If you've got, uh, if you've got the, uh, the ability or the want to get a pterosaur, uh, it's just going to be much easier on you. But uh, yeah, as far as me, um, I've got the ones I want, but I'll take a look. I know that the, some of the previous wave of uh, vintage, uh, you know, reissue Beast Wars figures were just went on clearance here in in Canada, and uh, and so uh, you know a lot of them are uh, the ones that didn't sell are, are getting blown out. So let's hope these ones uh, do better than those. Before we move on, um, we were all wrong about the RID two thousand one thing. Uh, Iguanas was none of the three Predacon. So oh. before before anyone writes in to correct us, I want to just put that out there. <laughs> I didn't People make a guess. Don't I, worry. I, I put it in the chat that it was reptilian because he was remolded into reptilian for universe. But... Yeah. 
Just well, saying. Daryl. Daryl's a toy guy for a reason, and the number one Beast Wars fan on the podcast, also for a reason. So, I also looked it up. Yeah, <laughs> the three Predacons were remade from uh, Spitor, uh, Sink Bomb, and Night Glider into their R.I.D. counterparts. All right. We got to get, uh, someone's got to get R.I.D. Uh, streaming somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> That'll never happen. <laughs> we can just give it to you. I, I really wish. I mean, I have DVDs. Okay. They're UK DVDs. <laughs> so I can't really play them, but I got them. <laughs> I'll give them to you. I'll give you all the episodes. If you want them. We'll be meeting Daryl out behind the alley. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I don't know what you want to do behind the alley, but I'll just, I'll just give you the show. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, that's all our toy topics. So we will move on to trips to the store. This is where we show off all the cool Transformer stuff we got this week. We do this as a video that we put on YouTube so you can see everything we got in beautiful high definition. But we'll have the audio right here in the podcast so you can keep listening as we describe everything we got in loving detail. So without further ado, trips to the store. The Transmissions Podcast will return after these messages. So let's jump in and talk about the stuff we got this week. I am going to go first because I only have one thing, uh, uh, but it's a cool thing. I like it. It is issue number two of Last Bot Standing. And you can see we've got the character Moon there and looking little rabid, the, a rabid rabbit. So <laughs> that's a little scary. But yeah, Last Bot Standing number two. This is, uh, of course, by uh, written by Nick Roche with art by EJ Sue. This is the Nick Roche cover. Uh, he did the cover art for uh, all his, all the issues, uh, even though he's the writer. Uh, it's a really cool story. I'm I'm liking it real a lot. And this second issue cemented it. Uh, it uh, you know, it made it a lot more interesting. So, uh, is, check is these that out. Cover? I'm supposed to remind you of Monty Python in search of the Holy Grail. Maybe the, the rabbit from there. Uh, Vorpal bunny. Is that, was that what it is? And yeah, uh, I think so. The legendary black beast of Arg. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we'll have to ask Nick if, if we can get him on the show to talk about last spot standing. Maybe he'll tell us. So, I think we'll, we reviewed Last Bot Standing number one last week, so we'll get to number two probably very soon. So there it is. Okay, uh, we're going to move on to Mike. Well, I got just a couple of small things this week. I got two figures, one of which might even be a duplicate because I couldn't remember if I showed him off last time. <laughs> uh, so I'm showing off. The Legacy Skids, which is a really neat figure. Uh, one of the last ones that I really needed to to kind of finalize or finish up uh, a lot of like the Neo G1, like the Neo Classics kind of collection that I got going on. So it's a 
really solid figure. I like him quite a bit. Very boxy. A lot of neat little accessories with him too. So that's always kind of cool. And the other figure that I'm showing off is kind of an unusual one. So this is, I believe it's Brawl. I could be actually wrong on the name, but I think they actually called him Brawl for this release. This is the Energon Combiner tank mold from the Target exclusive Bruticus Maximus like combiner set that came out, I think it was during Revenge of the Fallen or something like that. So I picked up this guy off of eBay uh, just by himself because I have recently sold most of my Unicron Trilogy collection. And one of the last things that sold actually was the Bruticus Maximus uh, combiner set, like the original set that I had. Uh, and that set was combined with the Fans Project uh, ooh, Explorer and Munitioner, mm -hmm. if I recall their names right. Oh, yep. excellent. Good. Um, so they were combined for the longest time in that form. And, but now since that, that sold, I didn't have the, the uh, uh, some of the limbs. Uh, one of the, uh, uh, one of the folks on our discord and I, I am so sorry. I forget who exactly it was that, uh, that sold it to me. Uh, someone's going to remind me in like a day and I know I'm going to feel like, like super bad about it, but someone sold me the, uh, the onslaught figure from that set along with the, the uh, blast off, not blast off, the vortex figure, the uh, the main body and one of the helicopters, uh, and I've been using that as as part of it. And the the uh, the I think he was a, a blight figure. I think that was the name of the original green tank from that set. Uh, I have been using that as as the last limb. So I have finally replaced that with the one of the figures from that uh, Revenge of the Fallen set. And I'm looking at eBay right now, and someone is selling for for uh, uh, a the box for that, along with the other two figures from it, with all the missing accessories. So I might actually pick that up too. So that'd be kind of cool to have the the full set for that. But yeah, so brawl to refinalize my Bruticus Maximus combiner with the uh, fans project stuff. Uh, so yeah. Kind of an unusual deep cut figure for uh, for this time. I remember seeing that set. Um, you know, friend had that uh, set with the add-ons, and it was it was very cool to see it. He had it around the time when it was new, and I was like, "Holy shit, that thing looks like Bruticus!" And that was really neat. So, yeah, I mean, unfortunately, there have been many Bruticai who have uh, you know <laughs> yep. who have come out since then that are are much better. Uh, and, uh, but that set still, still, uh, kicks when it, uh, you know, you see it all combined up. It has a special place in my heart. It, it the, the, those two fans project, uh, figures were, were for the first of like, the, the very few third party stuff that I actually had picked up. So, um, I still have both those figures. They hold a, a very dear place to me and yeah, keeping them like all together in that combined mode is, I, I just, I love the look. Mm -hmm. I love it. Awesome. Cool. Okay, Daryl, you're up next. All right. Well, uh, the first figure I'm going to show off is some one I've showed off before, but it uh, it's going to be uh, relative to what we're going to talk about in alt mode. Um, and uh, and this is my G1 Star Saber. 
Um, this is one that uh, um, I'm I'm very happy to own. And uh, and when you uh, and when you hear about what we're doing in in, in alt mode, you'll know exactly why I'm talking about it uh, here today. And uh, yeah, I I love having this figure in my collection. Uh, I am still missing his gun, which uh, the last time I saw one cup or I saw an original Star Saber gun come up on eBay, they were asking over a hundred dollars for it, um, which is ridiculous for a uh, an accessory for a transformer. But uh, you know, if Just there's 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 you know very little out there, you know, you 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 might have to pay for it. They do have repro, uh, you know, ones, but I've never actually bought a repro part. Everything I have is. Uh, original so you never know i might do it i might uh i might just uh get one at some point anyway uh g1 star saber Uh, i am hoping to get a uh, g1 uh victory leo uh soon so um the new figure that i have this week is uh is a very different kind of figure um one that uh, i've seen floating around for a bit and uh this is one that uh you know it's if this is uh well, this is Energon uh, Highwire. Um, this is a motorbike. Uh, he is, uh, you know, Highwire from Energon, but he goes with Energon Kicker. Kicker. <laughs> I, I was wondering oh. if you were going to have Kicker, too. So, little little Kicker yes. here. I don't really care about Highwire all that much, um, but uh, it is quite possibly the only humanoid figure produced in the mainline. Uh so, is the elastic still holding his torso together? Oh yeah, yeah. He he works. So he's essentially a GI Joe. He's a GI Joe. Mold. Yeah, yeah. And uh, the sword he has is actually uh, from a a different version of this figure. But uh, uh, when I found him, he had this sword in his hand. And I was like, oh, I'll just keep him with it. So whatever. Um, yeah. So Energon Kicker, and uh, yeah, <laughs> whatever. It's a it's a GI Joe Transformers figure with his uh, vehicle. That does transform into a robot. It looks like like shit. So uh, you know, you just you, <laughs> this is a sidekick. Um, yeah, or side or yeah. What is it? What did I say? Sidewire. Uh, high wire. High wire. Yeah, high wire. High wire. Even, don't even know. Kick, I, kick, kicker's sidekick. Side, high wire. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, but uh, the the main draw for me was uh, was getting kicker. So yeah, there you go. He. He is actually nearly impossible to fix if his elastic breaks because of that Energon crystal in his on his backpack. It's actually glued in, and you would have to heat it up and try to like melt or dissolve the glue in order to pull that crystal out in order to get to the screw that's holding his torso together. Oh, well, yeah. there are a number of these that I've seen come in and out of the store that uh, the legs are broken apart. So I think the knees are quite fragile. Um, yeah. So anyway, he's complete and non-broken. So that's why I picked him up. Nice. And that's it. That's all, all right. I got. We're going to wrap things up with Jeremy. All right. And I, I haven't been on in a couple of weeks, so I have a number of things uh, for off of six comics. Thanks, Daryl. <laughs> um, <laughs> I have a couple of Beast Wars. I have Beast Wars 15. This is the John Jennings cover. And then a 16, and this is the Emilio Lopez cover. These, oops, these over here. And then 
main Transformers series number 42. This is the Blackie Shepherd cover. Um, 43 is the Stefano Simone cover. And then uh, wrapping it up, I have War's End number four. This is Jack Lawrence's cover. It's also kind of has something to do with what we're going to talk about in alt mode. A little. A little. Spoilers. And then uh, <laughs> the best of Hot Rod. This is the James Biggie cover. I think it's the only cover for it. Uh, it it's got like five or six stories in here. Uh, really cool. Oops. And then um let's see that's all the comics. But I also got a Father's Day present. Uh, kind of big. Oh. Got the Lego Optimus Prime. Nice. And awesome. my son and I have been working on it some today. Um in the amount of time we had, I was able to get this much done. Basically, <laughs> torso and his chest uh, it, it is really really neat how you do this chest opens up uh there's the matrix compartment which is actually like the first thing you build is the matrix compartment um so i i'm really enjoying this uh, one thing that i couldn't stop seeing as i was building it is this other little face in the back of his <laughs> midsection <laughs> the, is like this can move where his head goes it completely flips around so i mean just the mechanics in this thing are are really cool um well i have the back showing you can see this is where his his arms will come in here with ball joints i think but you know they move his, his legs are listen to this <laughs> it's got some some nice clicky joints in here so, um, really cool, nice, really good rubber tires. You know, Lego, I think makes the most tires of any company in the world, but yeah, this will be good. And I'm probably going to pull a Daryl and be showing this off for the next couple of weeks <laughs> <laughs> as it progresses. But, um, yeah, this had it for a few weeks, but I held off opening, opening the box until father's day. So. Like, which is today as we record it. So this was maybe uh, two hours of work, if that. Uh, so uh, my son did probably about half of it with me yelling at him <laughs> to like <laughs> stop, stop just grabbing at parts because I wanted to do more orderly. But it was it it was fun. Um, so that is what I got this week. Cool. Very cool. Yeah. Nice. Very nice. Jealous. <laughs> it was, it was, um, like I happened to be awake at midnight when things went live for it. And I'm like, Oh, this wasn't, this was already a pre-approved purchase that, that my wife and I had agreed on. So buying it without guilt. <laughs> awesome. Well, that will do it for this week's trips to the store. 
we now return to the Transmissions Podcast. We're back from our trips to the store, and we will move on to convention news. All right, uh, we have an update from TF Nation. Uh, they have announced a 2023 Minicon. Um, there are no concrete details other than day at this point, but this will be, as they describe, a more intimate event. Uh, just, I guess, a smaller show. It'll be March 25th, 2023, so like a single-day show. But this seems really cool to do... Uh, smaller events that complement the um the larger show uh, it does say it'll have uh ticket prices guests and trader information to follow uh and then of course tf nation itself this year is august 12th through 14th um so i imagine e- either by then or at the end of that show they will announce more information but i think this is a really cool idea so you know good on them it's also in a completely different spot. So well, yeah, I the mean, existing convention is in Birmingham generally, and this one's scheduled for Manchester, which is uh, oh yeah, a I much different area. It. So it's uh, showing that it's about an hour and a half drive away from the other. Okay, yeah, I mean, but I mean, it's a it's a neat concept. I mean, we see TFCon moving like the whole convention in multiple locations. Um, mm-hmm. I think doing a smaller single day show kind of makes sense. You know, it's obviously going to be uh, more affordable to put on, you know, on their side and it'll be more affordable for people to go to and put it in different spots to just kind of expose yourself to a crowd that might not be able to travel, you know, to Birmingham. Sure. As yeah. much. All right. Um, one other thing we have here is the International Tokyo Toy Show. Um, uh, we have some images of the Takara Tomy Transformers display, and I um, mean, it's pretty impressive. We see, you know, a lot of the current toys, but we also get some looks at um, the Legacy Cybertron Me- Metroplex Masterpiece Jet- Jetfire and the Masterpiece. Uh, Yukikaze, which um, you know is the the next one of the the train bots that's coming out. So um, it's just it's really cool seeing this. Um, this is you know toy shows have been being canceled because of COVID and stuff. So it's nice seeing that you know they they are starting to come back and then just um, seeing the Takara display here. Um, Nothing that is that I can tell is mistransformed, uh, which is great. I, I am also seeing here the um, Studio Series 86 Sludge. So that one, I'm guessing, is, you know, coming out very soon. Um, so, yeah, uh, before we move on, does anything here uh, stand out to any of you guys? Oh, Daryl, you're kind of crazy about the trains right now. Um, yeah, I'm a bit uh, train crazy. Uh, the um, I, as opposed to them, I'm looking at the uh, like you said, the Studio Series Sludge and the Studio Series um, uh, Junk Heap. So I'm I'm looking at those two. Um, I am also uh, um, I, I I am looking at the uh, the studio or sorry the uh, the masterpiece um, Skyfire. Uh, this is a if there's 
unfortunately, there's nothing really standing directly beside it to get a sense of scale. Um, but uh, you can kind of make out what it is. Uh, so it's it's pretty big. I'm I'm going to hazard a Wait, guess. You have Optimus Prime right beside it. It's huge. Well, I'm just trying to find that mini. picture. Oh, the, I'm right. Just yes, the <laughs> little one. Yeah, gotcha. Um, yeah, so I'm trying to make out the actual scale. Uh, I, I kind of think the, the uh, Fans Toys Phoenix is bigger, but um, it does it, it has not stopped uh, the, the, the people out there from dumping their Fans Toys Phoenixes. Uh, they are flooding the market right now, um, but you're right. The uh, those those train bots they are they are definitely uh, um, they're 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 really giving you something to look at because you've got all three of the train bots there, um, including the new one Yuki Yukikaze. Um, see Charles, I learned it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Good job, Daryl. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Um, but uh, yeah, so you're you're able to see uh, Yuki Kaze there, and uh, um, they don't have because each one of the train bots has got uh, basically it's got it, itself in all three modes except for Yuki Kaze, which is just there in robot mode. So it must be really really new, uh, it's even for Takara Tommy. So they don't have it in the in all three modes. Um, but uh, yeah, you're able to definitely see all these uh, different train bots in all their different uh, modes, um, and uh, yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it's cool. Uh, I'm, I'm liking what I see. Cool. Anyone else have anything stands out to them? Uh, I still want that G axis, the G two G axis. I mean, I know he's, he's a little bit janky, but, uh, you know, I gotta, I, I love my G two comics. So don't want to get that guy in the group shot. He really stands out with those colors. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there's not a ton that's really like appealing to me out of the the group I mean, the, the the mp skyfire certainly is is good looking and i wouldn't mind getting my hands on it but i mean as for the rest of the stuff like i know i'm already passing on the the new stunticons so i don't need any of them or anything yeah and like i've like i'm not the i, I know charles you're you're a big fan of that of that Jaxus, but yeah, I'm, I'm not. So I, I know, I know we, we had this discussion already. You, <laughs> you crapped all over him. It's okay. <laughs> I understand. <laughs> <laughs> Shoved him right in my toilet first and then just unloaded right on top of him. <laughs> cool. Well, uh, that is all we got for convention news this week. All right, and we will finish up the show with feedback. And we've got a voicemail from our masterpiece donatrion, John 4X Levengood. Hey guys, John 4X Levengood here again. So I was thinking about something to ask you guys, and I, but I came up with this. Uh, did you ever get out of Transformers collecting? And if so, what brought you back in? Uh, for me, I kind of got out of it as a teenager, and I came back in to watching the shows with Beast Wars uh, on reruns in the late 90s. Uh, a buddy of mine was working at the military uh, 
TV station and they were rerunning them there. And I got watching that again. And I got back into collecting with the uh, 2000s Robots in Disguise. Uh, my first uh, character I got picked up after my collecting was uh, Exron. Um, he's actually my first character I have in my collection. Uh, as when I was a kid, I was very bad boys. I believe Megatron and Optimus Prime are buried in a sandbox in the middle of Wyoming somewhere. Anyhow, uh, just yeah, what brought you guys back into both the the, the shows, comics, and or, or collecting? And we'll get you next time. Bye. Yeah, I, I knew there was a reason we liked John. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, he he comes up with some great uh, great feedback, great questions to ask too. I'm just talking about the RID thing. <laughs> <laughs> RID forever. <laughs> uh I for for me, I so I never left Transformers. I I did not I for the long time I was not buying the toys, but I never left Transformers as like one of my favorite sci-fi concepts, you know, things I loved as a kid that I always would check in. Like, you know, back in the, in the nineties, I did watch the beast Wars cartoon. I, I encouraged my little brother to, uh, you know, watch beast wars and he got excited. And of course, uh, you know, I, he asked for toys when he was a kid. So that was nice. I kind of just kind of reflect, got, reflected the the new transformers fans fandom back on me just be just by watching him enjoy them as a kid um but i was always in you know into the the comics the cartoons um for a long time you know the news in the 90s when the internet was just you know starting to to gear up and news groups were were the you know the the message boards of of the 90s uh, I was in, I was lurking in alt dot toys dot transformers and and following discussions there. You know, looking at fanfic sites, reading Transformers fanfic back in the day when there was no official fiction coming out, where for G one characters and stuff. So I was always I was always a fan. You know, I, and this is no surprise. I've always been a fan of the lore of the of of Transformers of story the stories that come out of the Transformers. That's always been my primary. Uh, thing that i've i've loved from transformers you know since i since i got out of playing with toys when i was a kid i mean i still loved just the all the uh, and i still think transformers has a huge amount of storytelling potential you know it, uh, beyond just being a toy commercial um as for in terms of actually collecting toys and and engaging with the the physical uh, toys again i'd say this podcast brought me back into that. So when we started in 2013, uh, that's when I started regularly, you know, again, looking at transformers like TFW, looking at the websites, watch following toy news and, uh, and seeing what was coming out and, and getting into third party stuff, which is something I was not really familiar with at all. So, uh, thank you to you guys for, for getting me back into transformers tours, or maybe I should say, Screw you guys for getting me back into <laughs> Transformers toys, but uh, yeah, that's uh, uh, the transmissions is is what brought me back. You're welcome.
Anyone else? Who's next? Daryl, Daryl, oh, Daryl, you let's, let's ask you. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I, I did get out. I was very much out. Um, I remember, uh, um, living, uh, living with, uh, my wife who at the time was, uh, just my girlfriend and we, uh, were living in this small house and I, my entire transformers collection, which had been reduced to maybe eight or less figures was very kept in a very small box. Uh, you know, that was packed away in a closet and, um, and at some point I, I remember finding it and thinking, I think I could probably sell these. And I did, <laughs> I sell, sold them on eBay. Um, and then I had nothing left and, um, I had no problem with it. I was just, it was gone. Um, I was still, uh, you know, I, I, I would still go check out the toys in the toy store when, you know, when I was, you know, ended up in one, but I had no desire because, uh, you know, I was just a young man and I was, you know, pursuing, you know, my, the start of my life. Um, now, um, fast forward to, uh, you know, might've been, I don't know, early two thousands, I guess. And, um, my wife and I took a vacation, uh, to, uh, Florida and we went to, um, uh, I guess it was some kind of weekly flea market thing that was being held, uh, near my aunt's, uh, cottage or whatever that she had down there. I say cottage. It was like a Del Boca Vista kind of thing. Um, just an old folks kind of retirement community. Um, but, uh, anyway, she really was, uh, up on going to see this, this thing. And we walked through there and, um, and one of the guys had, had this, uh, this, uh, 25th anniversary Optimus Prime. Um, you know, the big, the, basically it was masterpiece Optimus Prime, you know, MP01, uh, you know, in its, in its box and the box was beat to shit. And I looked at it and I was like, that's Optimus Prime. And that's huge. Right. And I looked at it and I, and I, and the guy's like, you know, uh, do you know who, you know, Optimus Prime? I said, oh, obviously, of course. And, uh, and he's like, well, this is, this is a, a bigger one. And it, you know, and I said, well, does it transform? And, I, and I, he's like, yeah. And I said, that's really cool. And all I could see was that it looked like the original G1 Optimus Prime. And, and it was $35 US. And I'm like, wow. all right, I'm buying this. Damn. Right. And it had its box and it was complete in the box. I'm like, yeah, okay, I'll buy this thing. Right. Got it back. And, um, I transformed it back at the cottage and I was like, this thing's fucking awesome. Um, and then the next day or the, maybe a day or two later, um, we found ourselves at a Kmart or a Walmart or something like that. And, uh, Transformers animated was on TV and there was, uh, uh, what was it? Uh, Optimus Prime, the Voyager Optimus Prime with the water gun. I bought that mm-hmm. at the toy store and uh, classic Starscream in the uh, in the G1 colors. I was like, holy shit, it's Starscream. You know, I saw that on the shelf. I'm like, I'm going to buy this, too. So I bought three Transformers on this trip and I was back. I was in. Um, <laughs> and uh, and then my you know, my wife saw that I was buying. I, I think we were married at the time. Yeah. She saw that I was starting to buy this stuff and she's like, OK, well, just, you know, take it easy. And I, 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 you know, I did for a while, but, um, uh, I, I ended up getting a job or, or we had to, we had to, um, move. And so I had to quit my job at a uh, computer store and we moved back to, uh, London where we're at now. 
and um and I had to get a temporary job at Toys R Us. And uh and that uh, that was the end of it. So I was I was in I was at ground zero for for Transformers. Um back when uh you, you know Generations was uh, was really big and uh yeah, and that was that was the end of it. I was buying everything. So and that's yeah, when you we made found judicious you. use of your employee discount, didn't you? <laughs> yes, I did. I, I got, uh, like I got MP 10 for $67 and you know, uh, I think it was uh masterpiece thundercracker was like 47. It was, I got, I, the discount was, was insane. So yeah, it was, uh, it was a really terrible place for me to work and with a, with an addiction like this. <laughs> cocaine addict gets temporary job cutting cocaine for drug dealers. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. <laughs> and, and now you just trade your time for credit to spend on toys. That's right. Yeah. Cool. I think Mike, my, do you have a, Oh, Oh, sorry. Well, go ahead, Jeremy. <laughs> sorry. No, no, it's fine. It's fine. I can go last. No, no, that's, that's go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Well, I was going to say my, my story is kind of similar to John's where I had been out of it and beast machines is what got me back in and i looked up the exact episode it was the key which i didn't realize was written by marv wolfman which is you know one of my all-time favorite comic writers and i knew he had done transformers but um kind of cool that he did that episode because i was dating my wife at the time and she was in college and i was visiting her so i was like watching TV while she was in class or whatever and just stumbled upon beast machines and heard reference to Akita Vector Sigma. I'm like, I, I know this thing from transformers and, you know, watched it. And then I'm like, how do I get, you know, how do I watch all these episodes and I found out about beast wars and figured out the IRC channel to go into, to download all the real media versions of, all the episodes, the horrible low quality, but that sucked me in. And then soon after Beast Machines was done, RID 2001 came out and then you, know, you get the vehicles again. And, you know, I was just sucked in completely. So, um, had like a few years lapse between when we were in high school watching G1 reruns before uh, the homeroom started on the TV in the classroom. You know, then a few years of college and then back in and, and then, you know, finding the online fandom and uh, finding out about conventions and everything. And yeah, it was all downhill from there. All right, Mike, uh, Give us your story. Now that I can actually talk without getting cut off, Jeremy. (laughs) (laughs) Shut up, Mike. (laughs) I actually have a very similar story to uh, to John. Uh, I I watched it. I watched Transformers up until the the G two episodes with the Cybernet Space Cube, Uh, and then when they when those went off the air, uh, I you know. It was out of sight, out of mind, because I was still fairly young. I was, I think I was in middle school. No, either just finishing up grade school or going into middle school at that point. 
Uh, and I ended up seeing an episode of Beast Wars because I was still watching, even though I was in high school, I was still watching cartoons before I left for, for class. And uh, Beast Wars was was one of the ones that I watched. Uh, and I meant, and I saw an episode of Beast Wars and it kind of pulled me, pulled me back into the, to at least watching the cartoons. And at that point, I had a part-time job. It might have been my first part-time job. But I, um, I picked up a Wolfang, a Beast Wars Wolfang from uh, Toys R Us. And I, uh, I kind of went from there. Didn't have a whole lot of money at the time to really buy a whole lot. But the, you know, the ones I did, I'm pretty certain I still have all the ones I, I picked up during the time. With maybe one or two exceptions. But, but yeah, and then continued from there. I went straight into to Beast Machines from there. Uh, didn't buy a ton, but I still enjoyed the the continuity of the series from there. And then it was uh, Robots in Disguise, the, the first Robots in Disguise that I really started actually collecting in earnest. So yeah, it's a similar story to, to John on that one. Lapsed for uh, for a few years, but did get back in uh, in, in short order. All right, nice. Uh, John, I hope we satisfied your curiosity. Those were, uh, I think those were all pretty interesting stories. So uh, thanks for sending in that question and uh, hope you enjoyed it. You're the man, John. <laughs> okay, well, that takes us to the end of this episode of Transmissions. As always, we end the show by giving a shout out to our Masterpiece Donatrions. Uh, these are the folks who continue to support the show at our highest level on Patreon, and we really appreciate that. And that's why we give them a shout out in every episode. So thank you once again to John Forex Levengood and Demon Tech eighty two. You guys, hey, there's are that John awesome. guy again. Yeah, again. <laughs> <laughs> and another awesome guy is uh, Mike, our awesome producer and editor and creator of Empire of Rust. Uh, Mike, anything uh, you want to plug before we end the show? Uh, first, you're going to need to fact check that of uh, the, the awesome comment. Not convinced. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, the uh, the big thing I want to always plug is is Empire of Rust. You know, it's so far and for a while yet uh, yet still, it's going to be the world's first and only Transformers RPG podcast. Uh, soon there will be an episode called uh, Daryl Watch This. So, you know, yeah, <laughs> we, uh, we, we, um, yeah, you know, we, we cater to, we cater to all people, especially people named Daryl. <laughs> I won't be able uh, if, to, you won't be able to, may, I, you'll have to specify which Daryl it's for. I mean, I, I, there's many, <laughs> there's many Daryls out there, but uh, I am my own Daryl. <laughs> I th- I think, I I think we need to do a poll. How many Daryls listen to transmissions? <laughs> and I'm willing to bet that we might find there's a lot less than you think. <laughs> but yeah, but anyway, so check out Empire of Rust. We are uh, both myself and all the players put an exceptional amount of work uh, into it to make it as entertaining as possible. Uh, and we hope you all enjoy it. And if you want to give me a follow on Twitter or Instagram or whatever, I haven't posted in a while, but it is something I'm intending to get back into. 
It's uh, at Minervian, M-I-N-E-R-V-I-O-N. All right. And that's it for this episode. Thanks, everyone, for listening. We will see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. And I will see you next time. Later. Thank you for listening to this episode of Transmissions. If you'd like to join the conversation, travel to our Discord channel at transmissionspodcast.com slash discord. Want some cool transmission swag? Feast your eyes on our transmissions gear at transmissionspodcast.com slash shop. If you'd like to support our podcast, go to transmissionspodcast.com slash support or tell your friends about our show. We'll see you next time. Transmissions.